Jay's world rolls on and this episode is all about graduate life and graduate studies. And I have four awesome young people from the University of Memphis joining us today. We have Syra Seekander. How are you doing, Syra? I'm doing good. I'm making it, you know, with all the stuff going on. It's a lot going on these days. Katrina Smith, what's up with you? Nothing. I'm doing good. Getting a lot of rest at home. It's hard to get outside, man. And to be honest, I feel like we can get too much rest in this environment. I'm ready to go do some things outside of my house. His shoe game is strong. Garrett Pilgrim, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Doing good still. Not wearing shoes now because I'm not going anywhere, but you know. <laughs> That's right. Gabby Williams, what's up with you? Hey, nothing, you know, trying to live, trying to make it. I wanted to hang out with you guys for a little bit and just touch base with some things that might be important to you guys. Want to know what's going on with everything in life and school and just sit down and chat for a little bit. Um, how many of you are working jobs during this time? Me. How's work going, Gabby? Um, it is interesting. I think being in communications right now, everything is Corona, like everything. It's quite a, an issue right now. Garrett and Cyra, I heard you guys talking before we started the podcast about classes and whatnot. Um, and we heard a retweet from Cyra. Cyra, how's your schedule? <laughs> I mean, it's good. I mean, I got still got a full student load and I'm interning on the side, but I got temporarily terminated for now um, until everything clears up with Corona. So I've just been trying to focus on school, but transitioning online has been a challenge. It's been a little difficult, so. How are you adjusting, Garrett? Pretty decently well. I say it that way because, uh, I mean, I'm teaching two classes on top of the one I'm taking. And so it's a little difficult since these are like some of the first classes I've ever taught to switch them in the middle of the semester to online, uh, especially to keep students motivated to do stuff. Uh, and since they're visual media based, the creative cloud issue has been just driving me insane but I think it's working out decently well we're getting into a little bit of a rhythm now um, as much as you can. Katrina how much uh, motivation have you had these last couple of weeks? Uh, about 45 percent in dropping. <laughs> I mean it's really hard to kind of like stay focused on your work and you're like at home all day with Disney Plus and Netflix so I've definitely re definitely been reliving my childhood with Disney Plus. Yeah. Has anybody seen Tiger Kings? No. Can somebody tell me what that's about? I haven't even, like, I know it's trending, but I haven't watched it. It's about some knuckleheads who own some high-priced big cats. <laughs> and murder was involved and murder for plot, murder for higher plots. And it was just a seven-episode series on Netflix that was worth the watch. It really, really was. It was worth the watch. Um, I started episode one about two weeks ago with my laptop in my lap. So I really faded off toward the end of the episode. And I looked up two hours later and I was on episode three. I didn't pay attention at all. About a week later, last week, I went to episode one and watched one through seven just like that. And my wife and my children, they came in on episode three or four and they sat down in the living room with me and watched every single episode. And my wife's reaction was basically, what the hell is this? I can't turn away. What, what are you watching? I yeah. can't turn away. Turn this off. 
let's keep watching. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, so if you got time to check it out in this um, quarantine atmosphere that we're living in, it's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. Um, Garrett, why don't you tell us or tell me and my audience what your graduate experience been like? You mentioned teaching. Talk about in general how your overall experience has been as a graduate student. It's been it's been good overall. It has been very good. Um, while it has been good, it's been stressful, which is expected because uh, there's a lot of work. It's a lot of change. I went straight from undergrad to the grad program at Memphis, um, so I at least knew most everyone when I came up and knew who would do what and where people's specialties lied. Um, it's been very interesting and opening in terms of research and seeing what other people are doing in, in that area. Uh, it has definitely let me know how much I want to get away from research, at least for a, a little while, because I've barely been able to do the stuff that I like, which is like illustration and photography, because I've just been staring at screens, reading people's uh, research papers. But it's been good overall. I've been able to learn some stuff. Uh, the information design class I took was awesome. Got to have some fun and really develop skills in that class that were known but not like fine-tuned quite yet. So it's been a good experience, but I'm ready for a break. Syra, let me ask you, because I've always wondered, what's the thought process like in terms of, do I go to graduate school or am I trying to get my first real world job? How did you go about making that decision? So it was actually funny you say that because I just graduated in December and like Garrett, I went straight into like the graduate program. But initially, like, because I graduated a semester early, so it only took me three and a half years for my undergrad. And everyone was like, sorry, you're rushing it. Like, don't like, you know, just take the extra semester, take your time. And I was like, no, I think I'm just going to graduate early. And I'm like, really thankful I did because like, I know commencement is on the line right now. And thinking about like all those kids who won't or like, you know, they're just waiting on a decision. Um, I feel really bad for them right now. So I hope they get what they like deserve. But um, I think what it was for me was I did get to graduate assistantship. And that was a big difference because um, paying out of pocket for my master's program was just something that wasn't feasible for me. So when I got to graduate assistantship, it kind of was like my sign of like, okay, like you can just start working afterwards, like just go get higher education, you know, it's not going to be too much and then finish up and, you know, throw yourself in the water and see what you catch or whatever. So I'm grateful I did that. It was definitely a hard decision to come to, but I'm super, super grateful looking back that I did. Have you guys looked across the landscape or the Katrina, have you looked across the, the landscape and thought about what am I doing in graduate school? Is this the right decision? Did I make the right decision? Um, well, I not to get spiritual really quickly, but it was kind of not my decision. It was kind of the Lord pushing me back in school because I actually said once I walked across the stage in undergraduate, I would never come back to school. I was done. But so I actually came back after three years of being in the real world. I didn't have like a communication type job, but it was like I knew that my life needed to further than what I was doing at, you know, a retail job. So basically getting into graduate school was kind of refreshing for me. It was, I had to flip the switch, switch as Drake would say, but um, it was refreshing because now I feel like I'm making connections and I'm getting to where I need to be in my life. So this is my show. This is my world. If you want to be spiritual, be spiritual. 
Um, and I'm going to tell you my story because I think it resonates with what you just said. Um, I graduated from Middle Tennessee State in 2001. I hated school. I was a terrible student. I was a C student in everything. And when I got to my broadcasting classes, I was an A student. So I wanted to be on TV. I want to be a sports anchor. So I'm thinking to myself, when I get this degree, the hell with school, I'm never coming back. I'm gonna be on TV, why do I need a master's degree? So I went and started my television career and I was on TV for a, lot of t a long time and afterwards, I started wanting to teach. And I was able to teach high school without a master's degree. And after four, three or four years of that, I was like, man, I gotta get to college. I cannot be around these high school kids. In order to go to college, what did I need? Master's degree. Oh man, I had to go back to school and get my master's degree. Now I've been married for 15 years. I have three children, but I have to go back to graduate school. So I just got my graduate degree in 2018. Um, but I was one who said I was never, ever going back. Not only did I go back, I'm freaking a teacher. I'm an educator. I'm a professor after my initial viewpoints on teaching and education. Gabby, what's your story? Um, so I decided that I was going to go to grad school because I studied abroad. I went to Germany and while I was there, I was, they didn't have any like undergrad classes. So you had to take a graduate level and like all the other students are graduate level, but you're getting undergrad credit. And so it was a lot of like German students and all of them were talking about how they like wanted to go and get a master or they were in the master's program and it's because they felt like education was important and that like I don't know it's like this idea that like why rush education um because like we're so young and we have so much time so like they actually were kind of like flipped from like some of the ideals here in like the U.S. when it comes to like you graduate college you get a job you get married they were kind of like no, you graduate, you go on, get your master's, you chill, you travel, <laughs> and then later on sometime you get married. And so um, I did that in my, my, I was in my, I think, sophomore year. And so I had always like kept that in my mind that like, I think I want to go back and get a master's because I felt like I would be behind because in other countries they're pursuing a master's. So that's kind of the reason why I went and I just went straight after as well. Sarah, I was texting someone from Memphis Athletics just a little while ago, asking her how her day is and how's her team. She's in charge of athletics communications. And she said, you know what, Jay, today was our first tough day. Um, we had a really tough phone call. And it, it was just a tough day. How have you as a young woman been handling this experience? And what's going through your mind with something that's unprecedented? I mean, the country's basically shut down. How have you been handling this? So if I'm being honest, like my mom has kept me grounded because <laughs> like before this, I felt like I was never home because balancing like school and like work and everything like that. Honestly, I was only home like on the weekends, if that. And so this is the longest I've been just with my family in general since like high school. So that's like insane for me. But honestly, my mom has kept me grounded and like we go on walks because that's all we can really do. So every single day after dinner, she'll if I'm like stressing, she'll be like, okay, let's go for a walk. And I'm like, okay. And she makes me like, take deep breaths and everything just because I'm not used to this like at all and it's out of my norm but I think that's all we really can do right now and just like 
you know, follow guidelines that are being given to us and everything, but it definitely is difficult, especially for, I'm like super extroverted too. I love being around people. So this has just been something new, honestly. Katrina, what comes to mind when you think about the landscape of the country? Um, I've, I heard something this morning about they're trying to get Walmart to stop selling essential items. And my question to my, to, you know, my question is like, what are we deeming as essential? They want to shut down the beauty section. How in the hell is that not essential? That's where I would go get my toothpaste and my shampoo. So there's more than groceries in the store that are essential. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, as far as essential, I think at this point in time, people are just kind of in a panic. So it's just like whatever probably section they see a lot of people migrating to or a lot of people congregating, they're just kind of like, let's shut it down. So I don't think at this time people really know what to do and what to expect. But I feel like for me, it's kind of a sense of togetherness because now people, when you come out, when you finally are free, um, you're going to be like, you know, I miss going outside. I miss being able to be, you know, around people, you're going to cherish a lot more. So I feel like it's going to, it's a little rough, as the lady said, it's a little rocky, but I feel like when we come out, it's going to be kind of like that 9-11 feel of we're going to be together and we're going to cherish being American or Chinese or whatever you are a little bit more for me. If I had some music in a, in a mixer, I would play this song where they say, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Cause it, you know, I heard one of my undergraduate students in my college life episode talk about when we get on the other side of this, you know, restaurants are gonna be packed and more sporting events are gonna be packed because we've been confined, we've been quarantined. So of course we wanna get out and, you know, get back to some um, normalcy. Um, Gabrielle, how do you take care of yourself in terms of mental health during times like this? Oh man, um, that's kind of a funny question. But I'm, I've been trying to figure that out <laughs> right now. I think that like, you know, you deal with like school stress and like we're kind of used to it. Obviously we're in our like graduate program now. And so like we, I've kind of like figured out how to like manage that. But I think this is like another level. So like the question that you're asking me, I haven't quite figured out what yet. I've been like trying to like slow myself down and like not rush because like I not only like do classes and I'm like overwhelmed by that but then I'm also working like a full-time job and I was supposed to be getting married in May so it's like it was supposed to be a lot going on um, but now it's like everything's canceled and so you're trying to like figure out like a direction to go in so I've been like waking up in the morning and like reading a devotional and then like doing some yoga and like kind of slowing down the morning and kind of getting my like headspace together a little bit. And hopefully that helps <laughs> when later on in the day I get stressed out. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been trying, but I haven't figured it out because this is just, this is a whole thing. You're listening to Jay's World Podcast. You can email the show and suggest topics for an upcoming episode. Email jay at j.gilmore at memphis.edu. Garrett, in terms of having a routine every day as an instructor and a graduate student, that's been taken away from us. Has it been difficult maintaining or getting on a routine being at home now? It has and it hasn't. Uh, I have a bit of a special circumstance with me being that I was homeschooled for all of my life until college. So I'm kind of used to doing work at home and doing classwork at home. Uh, the struggle with the classes that I teach is 
I'm about the only one that's used to that. And so getting everyone else to get in a routine and a rhythm, um, especially because I have students that went back home and back home is another country. And so I have, a, I have a guy who went to Germany. I have a guy who went to Germany. So that make that makes it even more difficult because their routine is completely different times than what our, our routine for the, the regular class is. So I've been trying to do this balance of giving them videos that they can watch on their own time and having meetup times where they can come and talk to me about whatever they need to talk about. Uh, if it's class, if it's they just want to chat with someone, anything like that. So I've been trying to balance giving some flexibility with giving a little bit of structure. Um, on my personal end, it's just all over the place. Work doesn't really have a stop point. It's just whenever I decided I'm not going to work for X number of hours, that's when I stop working, which is probably not healthy, but that's how it is right now for me. Um, but overall, it's been it's been an interesting experience because I mean, I do freelance work too. So doing that kind of on the side, although most of that's kind of been put on hold because stuff that it was for is put on hold too. Uh, it's been a struggle, but I think I'm finding a decent balance with it. Syra, what's been the most challenging part about transitioning to online schoolwork? I think it's, uh, like Katrina said, having like a bunch of distractions at home and also of like, I live with my family. So even though I'm at home and like, I'm at like doing work and like my regular schedule for them is like, oh, Cyrus home. So it's, I'm doing work, I'm sitting, I'm doing whatever. And then they'll just come in the room. They'll start talking to me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm in school. Like, <laughs> And there's been so many times where I've been on like the call or whatever for like my online classes and my sister will just come in the room asking me something and I'll like quickly mute it and like try to deal with that. So it's just when you're actually going to a physical place, I felt like it gave me that space of, okay, this time is dedicated just for school. But I feel like with working from home and like online, it's just you're doing so many things at once and it's like balancing so much at once now. So I think that's been the hardest for me. But yeah, I'm trying to find my own like routine. I haven't yet. Let's flip the script for a little bit. Uh, did Drake say that, Katrina? He did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip the script a little bit and talk to uh, Gabby again. As a young woman who is looking forward to her wedding day, how difficult was it to, for you to have to realize that that needed to be X'd? So um, this is, that's an interesting question because at first during the whole planning process before Corona hit, I was like, we should have eloped. Like, I'm so sick of this, right? I was like so annoyed and like stressed out with the whole process. And so when we originally, like me and my fiance started talking about, I think we might have to cancel, like looks like we might be going that way. At first I was like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, oh, well, <laughs> like, um, but I think after it was officially canceled and we had to like send out like information, like write out like this statement saying why we canceled. I think that's when it like hit me. And I was like, even though I was like complaining and stressed out, like this was like my day and I don't plan on like getting married several times. So I think it was like kind of heartbreaking to think that like, the day that you envision for like over a year 
is not the day that it's gonna, it's not gonna look like that anymore. So yeah, very intense emotions for sure. Katrina, you and I uh, got into a conversation about a month or two ago about you all being an adult. Um, and you really are adults. I, I email some of my students and I say kiddos and students and whatnot and kids, but you all are full-fledged adults. As a young adult, Katrina, what type of uh, peer pressures do you face? Um, just like you said, am I on the right track? Like when you look at like Syra and Gabby and, you know, Garrett who went straight into it, sometimes I kind of feel like, am I behind the curve and am I where I need to be? Like, do I need to rush things? Like, you know, and then you have people ask you the questions of like, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? And they don't understand like, you know, I'm trying to get my life together. I can't afford a child. So I'm trying to get me together before I try to, you know, go and bring somebody else into the equation. So I think for that, it's just when you look at age, and trying to keep on track with the goals that you set when you were, you know, a little girl, like, why haven't I hit this milestone yet? So th those are my kind of pressures. Garrett, um, I don't know much about your personal life. I'm sure your classmates do since you're graduate students together. Um, what do you think about dating and relationships at this point in your life? I enjoy it. Um... <laughs> I'll say that because she may try to find a way to watch this sometime. Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy it. Um, I've been dating um, a girl named Natalie, a woman named Natalie. She's been incredibly wonderful through this. Um, I've been able to help her transition because she works for the Daily Memphian and she's had to switch to being at home a little bit, although she's not super saddened about that because she likes working from home. Uh, so she's been incredibly helpful. Dating during this is interesting, um, mainly because we're just breaking quarantine anyway and going to each other's houses. But you know, uh, in the end, we we were like, if one of us has got it, there's there's no hope. We're both gonna have it anyways, and everyone who we're around day to day would have it. So it's kind of a we might as well spend some time together type thing. But dating during this has just been just interesting because most conversations circle back to it. A lot of what we end up seeing and talking about relates back to the fact that everything's a little bit different. Um, me and her are both a little introverted and a little bit of homebodies. So we like going out and doing things, going to dinner, that sort of thing, but we also enjoy getting pizza and staying in and relaxing that way and watching stuff on Netflix. So it's been a good break from feeling the need to go out and do things, but also at the same time, it's like you want to actually have the ability to do that and it's gone, so you can't. Um, it's been a little complicated that way, but I mean, it's good. Uh, I think it also depends on the relationship you're talking about. If you're just started dating someone in this, that's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be an incredible stressor. Uh, me and her have been dating for just about two years now. And so things are pretty solid in, in that front. So it's not as difficult, I don't think, as new relationships starting in this. Syrah, what does the word spirituality mean to you? 
So I would definitely call myself like, I want to say super religious, but definitely God conscious. And that means that I try to find or connect everything back to God in some way. So spirituality to me, especially right now, is just like Gabby. I've been trying to wake up every morning and do like a reflection or um, I'm not Christian, I'm Muslim. So the same as devotionals, I want to say, is that what it's called? Okay, yeah. So we have the similar thing, but they're called hadiths. So essentially, like I'll try to wake up, I'll try to read a hadith, I'll try to you know, try to just find something good or something that connects back to God and just like why everything is happening every single day. So that has actually helped me keep grounded as well. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm a meditation type by any means, but I'm definitely a journaling type. So that's how I've been trying to, you know, just stay sane and stay spiritual through all of this. And I definitely do think it's been helping. So. So now I'm really finna flip the script since none of this is scripted as a journaling type. What would you say if you went into the room and your little sister had your journal? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that's also another thing, because, like, my journal doesn't look like a journal. It's like a, like a regular composition book, so no one would ever think about, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go into it, and, like, the outside, no, no, it's no. It's funny you talk about that. I was thinking the other day how I could hide some money, and I feel like in my house, the best way to hide some money is to put it in a book. Cause my three kids hate reading. Like they just literally, they act like it's the plague 14, 12 and 10. My wife is making them read a couple hours a day. And they're just like, when we asked my son yesterday after two hours, what page you on? He was like 19. You started on page six. You don't have 13 pages. In Anyways, I digress. Um, I feel like if I wanted to hide something in my house for my children, Put in the book, put in the book. Um, Katrina, are you on social media? Yeah, I am. How does social media impact young people's lives? During this time or just in general? In, in general, in general. I think it kind of gives us an escape a little bit um, because you go on there and if you're having a bad day, you kind of, you know, your day is brightened. But I feel like also it can be a distraction because you're trying to live up to these quote unquote status symbols of people just kind of taking a picture, but you don't know what the surroundings is or where they are. They could be, you know, in a trailer home or in, you know, a, a junkyard, but they can put the picture up as if they're in like the best place in the world. So I think it can be an escape if you want to just get away and just socialize, but it can also be a distraction for you if you're like trying to get your life together. They could have gave it to Garrett and it could be Photoshopped, huh, Garrett? Oh yeah. <laughs> Gabby, as a young black woman, how important is it for you to speak up for yourself and be an advocate for yourself at school, at work, in the grocery store? How important is that for you? Um, wow, these questions are so <laughs> intense. Um, so as a black woman, I think it's really interesting. I think I have like a, a different experience than some other people that are black being that um, I used to, I went to like an all black school, but then my parents would like take me to an all white church. So <laughs> it was really interesting. So like I, were a, I was around both. So like I knew, but I got most of my identity growing up by being around people that look like me because I was like in school with all my friends that looked like me. And then I think that after that, um, my perspective shifted again when I went out of the country and like 
there wasn't anybody that looked like me. And so I think there's like this constant, there was this constant need to have people that look like me, but then this understanding that that's not the way that the world looks. And so I just remember like when I was making my decision to pick a college, I was like, oh, I want to go to HBCU so I can be around people that look like me. Um, and then after a while, I started to realize like, no, you need to go somewhere that pushes you out of your comfort zone just for the very fact that because then when you get a job and it's a whole bunch of people that don't look like you, you won't be like, I need to quit this job. This ain't gonna work. Instead, you're gonna find a way to adapt and like show your personality. And in those moments, in those spaces is usually where you need to be because then you get to be the advocate the advocate, and like open the door for those that look like you and come behind you. So I think, I mean, it's perfect for me working at IP with a whole bunch of <laughs> people that definitely do not look like me. Um, but constantly being able to like stay there and to kind of like work in that space and remember that there will be an intern that comes behind me that needs somebody that looks like me. And then in that moment, I'll be there. I'll be like, hey, girl. So, yeah, just that's kind of my experience. Um, Syrah, how important is it to have a good uh, support system? That means everything. I honestly think the people that you surround yourself with is going to make and break who you are. And that's like coming from, I used to be in a really, really toxic friendship. And it's one of those things. And I truly believe that being in a toxic friendship might be even worse than being in a toxic relationship. Just because when you're in a toxic relationship, it's like, okay, I try to make this work. They were just bad for me. You can cut it off. But when it's like a friendship, I feel like it's so different. It's like, I like did everything with this person. This person was like my best friend and everything. And when they don't turn out to be good for you, it's like, it just hits different. And so, um, I think having a good support system and recognizing the fact of like, hey, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. And if you're not positively impacting me, then you need to be cut. And that's like something that you need to find within yourself because it takes a lot of strength to do, but you need to do it or else you're honestly like people, they will like hold you back and like, you know, they just won't be good for you. So I honestly think it will set the foundation for your success. And yeah. It's like super important to me. <laughs> Talking about friendships, have you guys lost friends from as recently as high school? Of course. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, I asked that because I'm, I'm 41. I'll be 42 in December. Um, and if I had to think about it right now on the spot, there's probably four to five dudes. Well, there's probably 10 people. My, my class had about two or 300. My school had about 1,200. But there's probably 10 people today who I can reach out and touch. And by that, I mean, you know, I can call and connect with um, social media. You know, we're, we're, we're in touch. But in terms of calling somebody or that person knows my wife, you know, they know I have three children. It's a very, very, very small number. Um, I think when I was in college, it was a large number. A lot of us went to Middle Tennessee State, so we were still together. But after traveling for TV and then coming back, that number's small as hell. Um, what do you guys think about being left on read? Oh, my gosh. 
I literally, and I'm, I feel bad because I text Katrina and yeah, I need her on like Gabby, all the time. Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> all the time. But at the same time, I want like the people that are close to me to have their reads on so I can see if they like read my message, despite the fact that I like definitely be reading their messages. <laughs> Katrina, your face, you were like, you better not speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finna put you on blast. As soon as you talk about this question. So let me text you back real quick. I mean, I, I know I know who you it, like how you operate. I know it's not malice, but if it's like a person that you know, you know she be responding to your message, but you know, like you got work and a whole man over there, so I don't really trip about it. I'm sorry, okay. And then I'm like, this ain't just with you. It's literally every single person in my phone. I just am the worst texter ever. If I wasn't with my fiance, I'd be the worst. Looking toward the future, Garrett, you're supposed to graduate here shortly. Have you thought to to yourself, when is this going to end? Yeah, I've been kind of wondering that because most places are, you know, not hiring new people. Uh, So it's kind of like, I wonder when that's gonna stop so I can find a decent job and make some money Um, at the same time it forces me to do things that I keep telling myself I'm going to do uh, while I wait for it which is get more into freelance stuff start a podcast (laughs) start a podcast (laughs) Uh, finish up my own business that has been pretty is pretty close I just the only reason I haven't launched it is because all this hit and I'm just kind of sitting here like it's not going to really be able to take off in the middle of this. So kind of waiting for it to die down a little bit so I can at least try that out and then try doing some of the freelance and look for some kind of work somewhere. Um, I look forward to when it stops so I can actually, you know, get some money because money helps you with things like, you know, loans, et cetera, which would be good to pay off. But I I do, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to end. So I have plan A through Z trying to figure out what could work in case something doesn't happen the way I want it to happen kind of thing. Katrina gave us some great information on how she foresees this uh, developing once we're on the other side of this. Syra, what do you think when you think about the future and, you know, what's to come? I think for me personally, and I think Katrina said this too, like, I don't want to take anything for granted anymore. And I also stop want to, I want to stop flaking on my friends because I was definitely the type where I was like, oh, I'm too tired to go out. But now, honestly, like, I think I appreciate stuff so much more. And at the end of this and after all this is over, I think the one thing that I've enjoyed while being in quarantine is seeing how many people are outside. And I know that sounds really dumb, but when I just like go on walks and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, kids are actually riding their bikes and they're playing basketball and they're like playing tag. And that's something that I just don't think I've seen in so long. So I know I'm definitely gonna miss that. So I'm hoping that the one thing that does come out of all of this on the other side is the fact of everyone remember and not forget like where we are right now and not to take those things for granted and to actually know your neighbors like I actually I've lived in Memphis for like five years now and I didn't know my neighbors up until like two or three weeks ago because we were all playing outside and we're like oh how are you guys coping and like I just learned their names so I think that's really sad on my part 
but it also puts it in perspective like I need to you know be more engaged with my community and stuff like that so are you the person who leaves people on read and doesn't reply I don't keep my read receipts on <laughs> so yes but you just won't know it <laughs> Gabby what do you want uh, to come from this um from a personal perspective I think for so long there's so many things that I have like had a hard time prioritizing like just like I don't know something like when I was in high school I used to paint and I'm not good at it at all like I suck at it but it was like a way of being creative for me and I think there were a lot of things that I did when I was in high school and when I was growing up that was very like oh like this is so fun like I'm just doing this even though I suck at it um and I've always said that I'm gonna get back to that um, but I never have. I, but I think like with the times and like what's going on and me being stuck at home, I could take advantage of that stuff and kind of build my own skills. And like in the future, just remember to prioritize myself and like what's important to me, whether it be like something that's making me money or something that I'm just doing for the joy purposes. Just remembering to like prioritize those things in my life because they matter, especially like when it comes to like my mental state. Katrina, has there been something that you wanted to do these last couple of years, last few months that you haven't had time for, that you're trying to make time for now? Uh, yeah, I pulled out my um, vision board. I wanted to finish a script that I've had for like the longest. So I actually downloaded some software to start working on that. And so it's pretty much about to be done. So I'm proud to be doing that. So I tell you what, guys, um, I can't toot my own horn. There's nothing to toot but I could sing your praises for days. So I just really want to say thank you for joining me. I know you guys are busy and you have responsibilities outside of school that, and you have thoughts that professors and mom and dad don't know about. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to come hang with me today. Um, I value you guys so much. And I think this is going to be a really cool episode because you guys shared with me today. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Jay's World Podcast. Jay's World is brought to you by 5G Media and Gilmore Financial Services.